0: Before we get into this episode, I want to let you know that tickets to The One, which is our two-day in-person leadership experience, are now available at early bird pricing. So if you're in Australia or New Zealand, then you're absolutely going to want to check this out. The One is designed to expand leadership capacity, with big shifts reported from participants in confidence, communication, directiveness, solutions thinking, decision making, and even conflict resolution. You can check out the case studies over on the website of people who have already done this event and the results they experienced across multiple areas of their lives months later. It has just been such a catalyst for change. That's been more impactful
1: and I've had more
0: revelations
1: and light bulb moments go off than anything that I've ever looked at. I feel like my perspective has completely shifted. It's just it's been life-changing for me.
0: Do yourself a favour and get this locked in for yourself before prices go up. Grab your tickets to one of the events in either Australia or New Zealand over at theoneliveevent.com. It's also linked below. Welcome to the Lead a New Future podcast. I'm Kate Ruby Aroha, a senior leadership trainer with close to two decades of experience. The leadership I'm about is one that values respect and transparency while harnessing our ability to effect change. With a clinical background, I've worked within highly acclaimed leadership teams in the health sector of New Zealand before spending a decade facilitating advanced leadership experiences across multiple countries. And here's the thing about leadership. Leadership is just as important within our homes as it is within every level of our community, teams and organisations. In this podcast, you'll find a variety of conversations that connect to our leadership and our lives, where we can impact what matters, where it matters. Let's get into it.
2: Uh, Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are talking with Claire Wood, who is a business coach and a money mentor, As a certified professional accountant, she is a numbers nerd, I love that, who also loves empowering entrepreneurs to manage their money and make more of it. Awesome. Welcome to the podcast, Claire.
1: Hey, Kate. It's so great to be here. I came along to She a couple of years ago and I've followed you ever since then, so it's wonderful to be on the podcast chatting to you today.
2: I love it. So let's talk about money mindset. The first thing is
1: for people to actually even really understand what money mindset is because I never thought I had any money mindset issues. I'm, I'm an accountant, right? I know, I know numbers. I know money. And what your, your money stories are is basically how you feel about money. So some people will um, you know, have a, a view that I can't spend any money on my business or i can't spend any money on any at all like i need to hang on to it um, other people have a fear around around holding money and so they have no issues to you know spending money they have a hard time actually holding money and other business owners i find actually have a hard time even making money in the first place and that's probably where i help people the most it's actually helping them to go you know you're worthy and you're deserving of making great money and so My first tip would be if you are wanting to improve your money mindset is to start to understand and be conscious of what it actually is. So what are your stories and beliefs that you have around money? Do you think like, you know, do you see someone like yourself, Kate? You know, do you see these other entrepreneurs and think that's great for them, but That's not possible for me. Do you, um, do you get really jealous when you see other people doing well? Do you think, well, that, you know, you might have a story around the kind of person who becomes wealthy or successful. Um, You know, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes up when you start to actually identify what your money stories are. So that's sort of the first step, I guess, is really going, well, do I have unhelpful stories around money?
2: (laughs) If we can't see them, they are the thing that's running the show, and we don't know that they're running the show, but they literally are shaping our entire world. Exactly. This is the thing. Like everyone has
1: money stories. I mean, you do, you do, Kate. I do. Um, mm-hmm. and and what I find, and you know, I'm finding as my business is growing, is that they actually just change. So, you know, there might have been a story in the early stages of no one will pay me for my services, and then you get to the point where you're like, well, of course people will pay me, and then it's like. Well, people pay me more. And then you, you know, you conquer that level. And um, and then at every new level, it's really unpicking the next level of fears, of sabotage of, of what's holding you back. Um, so that's sort of my that the next stage, I'd say, in in shifting your money mindset is to then start to go, well, hang on, I don't want that as my story anymore. I don't want to be holding myself back. I want to create a wildly successful business and I deserve it. And it's really starting to um identify that you want to change. And then it's starting to take those, those big scary steps of starting to unpack the stories and creating new and more helpful (laughs) stories around money.
2: And so how can people do that? So let's say someone's listening to this and she takes some time after this to actually write down, okay, so this is the kind of thinking that I've been having around money. Okay. Okay. How can I start shifting that into a new, more helpful story? Yeah,
1: so I think firstly it's like knowing what the old story is, and then it's saying, well, what do I want my story to be? And when you are starting to change it, there's firstly the like, is it possible? So if you can see someone else online has earned, let's say your your next big thing you're aiming for is a million dollars a year, and you go, whoa, you know that this this person that I follow is making a million dollars a year. Okay, it's possible, but you might think it's possible for them but not for me. <laughs> so it's, it's starting to go, well, hang on, why wouldn't it be possible for me? And then there might be some story you might think, well, I haven't gone to a private school or I don't speak well, or I'm not young or skinny or attractive or whatever the story might be and going, whoa, hang on. That's not true. I think that that person is successful because they are this, but actually there's lots of other people who you know, don't fit that story who can create or who have created big wealth. And therefore, it is possible for someone like me. And then it's actually going, okay, cool. So now I've unlocked that it's a possibility. How do I actually then start taking actions to create my reality around them? And I know for me, in my earlier stages of business, what I started to do was look at people who were having these thriving businesses. And I'm like, well, what are they doing that I'm not? And, you know, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, they're spending all this money on coaches. They're jumping into these really expensive masterminds. They're going to all these high-end retreats. And then I started to go, well, if I want a different outcome, I'm going to have to start to do the things that the people doing the things that I want to achieve are doing. And so it is, it's, it's leaping in and taking that big, bloody, scary action and having that faith that, well, this is going to work for me as well.
2: Yeah, I love that. Borrowing examples from other people in the world who you have who have what you want or who are role modeling what you want and really breaking that down is like, well, what are they doing that's different? And if I was to compare the two and look at my thinking or my approach, my actions versus their thinking, their approach, their actions, and you can see the difference. It's like, well, yeah, if you keep doing what you're going to do, you're going to get the same results. So I love that. What about with, let's say, people who are already doing pretty damn well in life and their money is okay and they're relatively comfortable and they might be, might be entrepreneurs and they might have been in the game for a couple of years. Where are you seeing that the mindset stories play out there that need a bit of an up leveling if they want to expand to the next level?
1: Oh, like I said earlier, I'm finding with my clients at every different stage of business, that it's just different stories. So it will be, you know, you unpack getting to your first six figures and then you're like, okay, cool. Then the next level is, okay, hiring and expanding the team. And then you might get to the next level. And it's like, wow, I've got some really... Um, deep-set trauma around, you know, stories that have happened to me in my past that I need to unravel to unlock the next level. Um, You know, people might then have a story. For example, um, I've worked with, you know, uh, quite a few seven-figure business owners and they're like, well, I don't want to make any more because those, you know, big fat cats, like I don't want to be a billionaire. And I'm like, but wouldn't it be great to have someone who is a really good person, who's a billionaire, who can help a lot more people and do really positive things with that money, um, or I find that people reach a stage, and you know, like sometimes around the seven-figure mark, people are like, "I'm just exhausted," and I'm mm. like, "Well, why can't you hire more? Because more cl- more team means more work." And I'm like, "There's a story," yeah. and so it's just at every new level going. Well, what what is the story? What's the belief? What's holding you back from unlocking what is available? Because If you desire something, it can be yours if you truly believe it and continue to take the aligned action to it. So it's just unpicking, why do you not want something? What is the fear that's holding you back from the next level? And then how do you need to change how you're behaving to attract a different outcome?
2: I see that that's such a huge thing for when people are really, they may have been the solopreneur and slogging it away for so long and then they get so used to that level in so many ways, even identity-wise. And then it's time to grow and expand. And yeah, you can't do that unless you bring on really epic support. But it's like, well, I don't want to fork out that amount of money per week or per month. But it's like, yes, but then if you look at the hourly rate for what you could pay for someone to do those things. Let's say it's $30 an hour or $40 an hour. And what is your hourly rate actually worth? And, you know, that's, we kind of sometimes have to have a bit of a come to Jesus moment with that and give ourselves a real talking to and go, well, actually, I'm kind of really not doing a a smart, it's not smart. It's not strategic. So can you talk a little bit about that around, you know, more around, um
1: you know, hourly rate and having that powerful trade off. Oh, 100%. And actually, you know, talking about having money stories at every new level, um, my coach kicked my ass on this a bit <laughs> just uh-huh. recently because I've, on Friday, I bought a new house, um, a beautiful new home on the water, oh. right near the beach. I'm so excited. Um, it's been something I've been wanting for, for many years. When I was talking to her about it, I said, well, you know, um, my husband wants to hire in his business. And I said, well, either we hire this new person or we get the house. And she was like, whoa, like you hire to make more money so that you can have the things that you want. And and it's so funny that I was still subconsciously thinking about bringing someone on as an expense, not as an investment. And... Mm -hmm. And this is this is what we're doing when we're constantly catching our thinking around money. It's like, well, hang on. No, to your point, like if you're wanting to scale and, you know, I've helped so many business owners to scale up to $100,000 a month and everyone's always like, how does it happen? And I say, because they stop holding themselves back and they go, what if I bought on this new team member and I suddenly had 20 spare hours to create content in a week? Imagine what that could do for your business. Mm-hmm. Um but there's there's such a fear around around actually taking these big, scary leaps. And um, people often want from me, and I'm sure from you, Kate, the, the confidence to say, well, tell me this is going to work. And I'm like, well, I can't guarantee it will. But I can guarantee <laughs> that if you keep doing the same thing you've always done, you'll always yeah. get what you've always gotten.
2: Yeah. And if you want
1: to get a dramatically different outcome in your life, you've got to do things really
2: bloody differently. Yeah, You
1: can't just keep doing the same old status quo and expecting a different
2: outcome. Absolutely. And I also think that that question, like that question of, because it's often the subtext of the text, not the actual question that's asked, but it's the subtext of, you know, can you guarantee me this is going to work? And I feel like whether we ask that to a person or in general to the world, like I'm not going to move forward until I have certainty that it's going to work. Well, actually, that's just going to be the very level of thinking that's going to hamstring you forever at that level. Because there are no certainties. I've been able to interview some really big players lately. And what they've just said is that they've got there by throwing a whole lot of shit at the walls and seeing the pieces that stuck as evidence and went, okay, that's my breadcrumb of where we're moving forward. Now we're going to throw a bit more. There's my breadcrumb, which one sticks, you know? And it's like, you don't get those breadcrumbs of the next green light until you get into gear. So I just wanted to go into that little bit of a tangent because I think, Part of that also is a mindset thing is really trusting that process, trusting the journey and trusting that at each level, you have to get out there. And it is a bit of a jumping off the cliff at times. You don't quite know where it's going to go. And then that then kind of leads into the
1: next level of money mindset, which is then how you perceive things that happen. So, um, you know, one of my really good friends, she's, she's a big launcher and she said, it's so interesting how some people will have a launch. And have one person join and they're they're sobbing in the corner. I mean, I have to admit, I had a launch where I only had five people come in and I was, I cried for days, Kate. I was, oh, why is this happening to me? And it's funny now when I look back on it. And other people can have five people come in and launch and be like, this Whoa. is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, you know, you can have one person join and suddenly your concept is proven. Someone is happy to pay you money to do a course with you. Wow. And so how you're perceiving exactly the same event is also a really, really strong part of of mindset and your money mindset because that's what's really shifted for me is that now when inverted commas things happen, I'm not like, why is this happening to me? I'm in victim mode around. I'm like, what's the lesson here? What should I have done differently? What can I do differently next time? And um, how can I learn the lesson from this?
2: Oh, I love that. I think, honestly, I just think what you've just said just then has nailed it. The first launch that we ever did took two years of preparation, about $30,000, I think, in total. We sold five. Five. Yep. <laughs> and you didn't, you didn't even stop to even consider whether it was a failure or a, or, or a win. It was just like, great, like, because we learned so much through those two years. We, yeah. and The next launch was a big success, but the next launch was a success based on the lessons from the two years of preparing the first launch. And I think we've got to have a bit more of an expanded view on what gets us and moves us forward. And I think that's really what you're talking about. So you've talked about money mindset and the stories, and you've just talked about perception. What are some other things that make a difference when people are really expanding themselves in these areas?
1: Another big thing that I, you know, obviously this is my accounting background coming out, but I also think really embracing your money. And I think that what I see with a lot of business owners is they just kind of go, oh, let's just pretend it's not going on and hopefully it'll go away. <laughs> or I hear a lot, my accountant will take care of that. And I'm like, but actually like, if you want money to, inverted commas, love you, if you want if you want to say, if you want to make a lot more money, you can't just turn a blind. It's like, it's like having a relationship and going, oh, hopefully it's all going okay. I just won't talk to them. And hopefully it'll just, if I don't mess with it too much. It'll, and it's like, it doesn't work like that. You need to really embrace your money, start to go, okay, what's coming in? When is it coming in? And, you know, I've been investing really heavily into my business um, this year. And the way I've been able to do that is through planning my money and going, well, I know how much is coming in. I know when it's coming in and I know what this investment will look like as a return. So I think that for me, it all kind of marries together really beautifully because you start to, you know, when you're, I'm not leaping off a cliff going, oh, uh, you know, I I know that I've got enough revenue coming in to cover the investments that I'm making. Or I know that I have a strategy about going, okay, cool. If that doesn't work, I know that I can turn this on. And so it's really starting to feel really comfortable with your money, your profitability, your cash flow, all of those things that don't sound really sexy. But this is your money. And I find that sometimes one of my clients, um, yeah, I was going through their, their financials with them. I'm like, oh, do you know you pay a thousand dollars a month for this thing that you don't even need at all? And he's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, 12 grand is taking your family on a holiday to be cheaper a week. Like when you start to put money into context like that, it's like, well, why not? love it and embrace it and be mindful of of how you're spending money in your business because this is your money to enjoy. So that would be my last sort of thing that I would say with money is don't ignore it. It doesn't go away until you actually start to really um, understand it and embrace it.
2: Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. And uh, where can people find you, Clear?
1: Uh, So I hang out on the gram a lot. It's probably the best place. (laughs) So I'm at Claire underscore Wood underscore Coach and you spell Claire C-L-A-R-E. And um, I also have a podcast, which I very creatively called the Claire Wood Podcast. And I will soon be having the lovely Kate as a guest on my podcast too. So make sure you keep your eyes peeled for that episode.
2: Fantastic. Thank you so much. I think, you know, guys go check out Claire. I will put her Instagram handle below in the show notes. And Claire is such a wealth of information. And I just love that you bring the background of being an accountant with a real um, expensive understanding of going to next level, and the next level in business. So I think you've got such a unique offering. So, yeah, guys, go check out Claire. Thank you so much for all of your information. And um, we'll see you on your podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thanks for listening
0: to the podcast. This is a reminder that if you're in Australia or New Zealand and you haven't yet got your tickets to the one, then go to the website now, find the location closest to you and get it sorted. Early bird tickets will be ending
2: soon. Man, massive breakthroughs, like unbelievable.
0: Having the balls to actually be myself and not run away from challenges that I've probably run away from in the past and take them head on.
1: It's taken me to another place. I'm just not the same person that I was when I walked in.
0: If you get an opportunity to experience this event, do it for you and everyone around you.